And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast with Davy Rispin and Mickey Brennan. And Davy, this is an action-packed uh, weekend and an action-packed podcast. We've had so much going on from the middle of last week with the hurlers and the ladies footballers or the, the, the minor ladies. And there's been so much going on. Then the championship kicked in and then there was a small matter of an All-Ireland semi-final between the ladies and Cork today in Crow Park. Um, yeah, probably... I mean, the less said about that game, the better. I think so, Mickey. Not much to talk about, but uh, yeah, like unbelievable, like, uh, incredible weekend, really all around, and incredible week. And thankfully, we will have plenty more weekends like that for the foreseeable future. Um, talk to us, I suppose you were there, Mickey. Like we have to start there at the ladies. It must have been just the most incredible of games oh. or events to be at. It really was, Davy. It was, it, it was magical. It was, it was, it was very eerie because I was there for the under twenty All Ireland final beforehand with Offaly and um, Roscommon, and there was a great atmosphere, it was a huge crowd in, in Crow Park for that. And as soon as that was over, and uh, I suppose Offaly left the field with the trophy, it the people filtered out, and Crow Park was was nearly empty again, and. You know, the girls come out in the field and there's this eeriness about it. The, the atmosphere was sucked away uh, as soon as the crowd left. But that didn't take away from the spectacle that was to unfold. So it was at one stage during the game. So at the start of the game, the sun was beaten down on Crow Park. And then all of a sudden, it, it just got dark. And this mist dropped down over Crow Park, nearly like a fog. And... Uh, the, 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 the seagulls were, were were circling and they were coming into the stand and you know obviously looking for the the, the little bit of bits of food and remnant yeah. rem, that would have been left after the after the the match and after after the supporters and you know I suppose that that whole atmosphere was sucked away but you know it it was an interesting game to follow after that mist came down there was an awful lot of mistakes after that like it was nearly like a dew or a fog hit the pitch. There's a lot of players slipping and sliding and whatever. Half time, four points apiece, and you know, Mead were in it. But that in that third quarter, you know, uh Cork outscored Mead one four to a point. And and we thought that, that was practically it. You know, the game was going to be over, but Mead got a couple of points on the board, and like they'd been trailing by six points, and then they got it back to four. And then, of course, Cork go and get that goal and put seven points between the teams. 24 minutes gone, nearly 25 minutes gone in that second half. And you're thinking, oh, look, the, the fairy tale is over. Um, and then as we were approaching full-time, Neve Globally, she scores a great point. She broke through the heart of the defence and scored a great point. And I was kind of thinking, like, she should have carried it on. There might have been a goal chance. And from the resulting kick-out, Mead get the penalty and... Stacey Grimes sticks it in the net. There's a minute and a half left and you're like going, is it possible? And then, you know, Emma Duggan steps up and rifles that ball to the net. Absolutely brilliant stuff. We're level. There's still time for a kick out. Cork take the kick out. There must be 20 seconds. The kick out long. They break down the field. Uh, I think it was their Katie Quirk, I think, who had come on or maybe it was Darren O'Sullivan. She, no, it was, it was Katie Quirk that was bearing down on goal and the time was was ticking away and then all of a sudden we looked up at the time and the time was gone it was over and look back down at the field the buzzer hasn't gone 
uh, Katie Kirk continues on. Looked like she may have been fouled then as she's approaching the goals. And the referee blew the whistle. And we were thinking, is it a free or what? And he says that he just makes this signal to the girls. No, time is up. And then he points over to the sideline and the, the hooter went. But the hooter was really late. So Cork kind of thought that they had a free and uh, whatever, but then he explained it to them that the hooter didn't go at the right time. And it would have been, it would have blown as she was carrying the ball, maybe a couple of seconds before she got fouled. But uh, and then obviously it goes to, to extra time. And, and I'm really at that stage, you're thinking momentum is with me. Um, these girls, we've sp- spoken about it on this podcast, Davey, about the fitness of these girls. Um, and you're thinking you know, they can do it. They can do it. And and they duly obliged them. Actually, in the first half of, of, of uh, that extra time, Davey, they had three or four guilt edge chances that they missed um, when they were a point up. And uh, I, I, and then Emer uh, Scally gets a free just before half time and, and extra time and she sticks it over the bar. And you're like going, mm, will we rue those missed chances? But no, Emma Duggan gets a point five minutes into the second half of extra time. And then Mead turn over the ball with the dying in the dying embers of the game, um, in their own full back line, cork of a full press on, me work it out through the hands and find a little pocket of space. The ball is played forward. Emma Duggan gets on it, and the rest is history. She clips the ball over the bar, and the hooter goes, Davy, as as the ball travelled over the bar, um, and Mead win by two points to reach an All Ireland final. It was just epic stuff. Um, I, I, I I'm still not the better of it, Davy. Like. It's just so much of a fairy tale and like we talk about it every single week here how this never say die attitude but to me the extra time was an acid test because we know how much they put into the hour of football and for them to go and do it and play at the exact same intensity for the next 20 minutes probably speaks volumes for it. Um, and they, yeah, went, a, they went point for point, didn't they, Mickey, in extra time? Like, for large parts, it was Cork, Mead, Mead, Cork, yeah. and vice versa, up it was, until it was, the last couple of minutes. Yeah, Mead, in, in extra time, Mead got the first point through Stacey Grimes, and, and then they had three or four chances to really seal the deal. Didn't seal the deal. Then Darren O'Sullivan gets a point for Cork. It's now level at 2-9 apiece. Emma Duggan steps up and scores another point for Mead. And then just on the uh, stroke of halftime, Emer Scally gets a free and sticks over the bar. 2-10 apiece at halftime in extra time. And, you know, but the thing about it was, Davey, is that, and I, and I spoke to Eamon Murray after the game, and I was saying, like, you know, our bench had a bigger effect than the Cork bench. And he was surprised at that. But the interesting thing was, is that Cork brought on subs towards the end of normal time and then took them off again in extra time and then brought on a couple of girls who had been taken off in normal time. And that, to me, screamed a lack of strength and depth on, on, on the bench because they were bringing on girls and then taking them off. Like, Breed O'Sullivan come on. And I felt that they were bringing on uh, Breed O'Sullivan to, um, for a big hurrah or something like that. You know, like she was going to be there for the closing stages. They're up by six points. It'll be great for Breed O'Sullivan. She stays on for the first half extra, the, till extra time and then is taken off. It was just, a, it was a really weird the way that happened. But the, the full, full uh, credit to the Mead subs. All five of them had a huge impact. Neve Galogli um, was instrumental with two points uh, towards the end of the game. And Megan Tyne cleared up a few uh, balls uh, uh, that were were played long. She caught them. Uh, Shelley Melia and Katie Byrne and Emma White also con- contributed to it. It was just, it was phenomenal to see it, Davey. And, and, and as you said, the fairy tale keeps going on. With two minutes to go, I was getting ready to make my way down to, you know, do the press conference with uh, Eamon Murray. And, you know, I was thinking, what questions am I going to ask him? What am I going to say to him? And I was thinking, you know, it's been an unbelievable journey. And, uh, you know, the fairy tale had to come to an end somewhere. And two minutes later, those questions were out the window, and it was like, We're going to an all Ireland final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, look at it, absolutely incredible. And like you said it to me, we were chatting there when we were both on the way home from games today, this evening. And you quite rightly said that's three, they've won their last three finals, and they're in their fourth one now consecutively. It's amazing. Yeah. They, they, they've played in the last four competitions that they've played in, they've made it to the final of all four of them. Um, this has been their fourth 
and they've won the previous three, which is an, an, an unbelievable stat as well when you look at it. Won Division Three last year, won the Intermediate Championship, won Division Two uh, uh, a couple of months ago, and now they've gone on to an All Ireland final in their first year back. It's just, it really is the thing of fairy tales. And, you know, I, we will be doing a full review on our Patreon podcast, our Loyal Royals podcast. Get on over there. It's going to be an action packed Loyal Royals podcast this week. We have a review of that All Ireland semi final. We have interviews with Sean Ennis and Eamon Murray after the game in Crow Park. Uh, outstanding stuff. We'll also be doing reviews of all the championships, the senior, intermediate, and junior championships um, uh, that kicked off this weekend. Uh, and Davy Ruspin, we will be announcing the Blackwater Team of the Week, the Blackwater Top Scorer of the Week, and the Blackwater Player of the Week. And absolutely delighted to have uh, uh, the Blackwater involved uh, this year with us so that we can continue to reward the club player as we did last year. Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely brilliant to have George and Patricia Plunkett on board from the Blackwater with us, Mickey. Um, two unbelievable uh, Mead Gales, shall we say, you know, to St. Bridget's club uh, club people. George is obviously managing St. Bridget's at the moment and doing ever so well. And Patricia, as George says, she's the boss. She makes all the decisions. And thankfully, she made the executive decision to come on board and sponsor the Blackwater Team of the Week, Player of the Week and Top Score of the Week. So we're delighted to have them, Mickey. And as you say, it just, it, it will enable us to continue with that huge success. What, what we had last year was amazing. So yeah, long may continue. Yeah, long may continue is right. And again, for anybody who is going over to Kells for a game or anything like that, do pop into George and Patricia Plunkett in the Blackwater in Kells because they will be they will give you the best service ever. They are so good to uh, GA supporters in general. And you know, get in, have a pint, talk football. There's nothing they love more than talking yeah. football, and that is for sure. And myself and Davy Rispin are going to be making our way over there as soon as Davy is. Uh, allowed to because I'm sure he's on a drinks ban with uh, Cortown at the minute but as soon as that's over myself and Davy Rispin are heading over to Kells and we're going to go into the Blackwater and have a few pints and talk football talk shite is basically what we'll be doing because if our predictions are happening to go by this week Davy Rispin speak for yourself Mickey (laughs) hey Davy (laughs) we'll come to the predictions in a few minutes time so we will but uh, yeah look it's been Again, the ladies were incredible. Just a few other results that we would like to maybe bring to your attention before we go to the club football. Um, the hurlers, uh, the under-20 hurlers won the under-20 B All-Ireland final um, last Wednesday evening in Newry. They beat Derry 219 to 19 points. David Rispin, James Murray, absolutely outstanding. Throughout the campaign, he scored two, two goals and 24 points. Um, uh, the other night I think he may have even scored 11 points it was it was 11.7 frees and 165 but uh, you know he's been immense but what a team in general from from Connor from Connor Ryan right through to Josh Harris uh, uh, won the subs the other night you know incredible yeah Peter Dernan the manager with them former Kiltail great and, and you know played for Mead as well and he's done a fantastic job with them him and his management team um, they've been brilliant like you look down through the team that played on Wednesday night against Derry and like there was there was more than a handful of players that were involved in the senior hurling final between Retoth and uh, Trim last Sunday, you know, and I suppose that's testament to the quality of young player that's coming through. The likes of James himself, you know, was a key player for Trim at corner forward last week. Yeah. Um, you've seen uh, Jack Lanigan who came on for a tote last week and was brilliant he started I think in the middle of the field or possibly in the half forward line scored two great points Ian Birmingham was another one Jack Cottrell who didn't even get on the senior final started and played really really well So and Mikey Cole of Mikey course. Cole don't yeah, yeah, Mikey yeah. Cole uh, what, what a week the Coles have had like Neely managing both of his sons to championship successes last week in the minor and senior for Trim and then Mikey goes out and scores 2-2 on Wednesday night in an All-Ireland B final. Absolutely incredible. They're, they have a great future. And like this is this is sort of where we're what we were saying. And I was only talking to someone about this last week, Mickey. Hurling and Mead is in as good a place now as it probably has been for I don't know how long. You look at it, right? The way the hurlers finished the Joe McDonough campaign, uh, the hurling final we seen last weekend, outstanding. And then you look at this, winning this, and you know that these guys are going to be bursting onto the scene next year in a senior capacity it's just great and it's going to bode well for the future yeah absolutely and we want to wish them the very best or not the very best we want to say well done 
to the Mead uh, under-20 hurlers, lifting that under-20 All-Ireland B against Derry last Wednesday night. Uh, the scorers on the evening, just to let you know, um, Justin Coyne got a point. Um, to, 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 to Jack Lanigan had two. Uh, James Murray, as we said, 11 points. Jack Cottrell, two points. Cormac Keyes, a point. Mikey Cole, two goals and two. So well done to all the lads. And I'm sure a lot of them would have been lining out for their clubs in football this weekend as well, because a lot of them are dual uh, players. Davies, staying with the sticks, the minor Camogues beat Kerry in the All-Ireland B-Shield 13 points to six. And uh, the under-14s beat Kilkenny um, uh, in the Leinster, I think it was, 3-11 to 2-6. So, you know, all things going well with the sticks at the moment. Yeah, very much so. And, of course, Mickey, uh, I know we we uh, we should mention as well the Mead senior Camogues are out next weekend as well, um, where they take on Derry, I think, in Inishkeen next Sunday I don't have a time but that's all from the top of my head so that's going to be a big game that's an All-Ireland quarter-final at intermediate level and uh, obviously Mead beaten by Galway as we knew last week so they've gone into the quarter-final and that is the draw so it's going to be a tough assignment we know what Northern teams are like in Camogie Mead probably don't have the strongest of records against them but after a defeat like that it's probably the best game you could hope for you know what try and set things right and and you want to be going into a semi-final on the back of a really strong test and hopefully they can get over that next weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, great to see that the Mead Camogues are still going and maybe they can get a little bit of a a boost from what the ladies did uh, in the football against Cork. Um, the, just uh, going back to the football, the under-14 ladies lost in the, to Kildare in the Leinster final, um, the under-14 ladies footballers which was uh, played, I think, yesterday. So disappointing end to their campaign. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automore dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. Davy, it's time to move on. I don't know how it's going to be uh, easy to move on from the ladies here. We better go to the club championship and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, club championship. We, we we said there might be one or two surprises, Davy Rispin, but uh, compared like in, in our predictions. Yeah. But Jesus, um, what 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 a weekend for for football! It was absolutely brilliant. In fairness, there there was some incredible comebacks. There was some incredible finishes to games. There was, uh, look, it, it was Meads championship football at its best, basically this weekend. It was back with a bang, Mickey, I suppose. And like the one you'd pick out from Friday night would undoubtedly be many people's tip, including my own for the championship in St. Peter's Dunboyne and against the screen side who bear in mind only switched their manager, what, two weeks ago when Liam Harnan came in and answered the call at the 12th hour and um, unbelievable result for screen to get a draw and by all accounts should have won the game, you know, or four or five points up on Dunboyne. Uh, were down a man as well but yeah. in fairness credit to Conor O'Donoghue's men they came back and got a share of the spoils and who knows what that could mean for the bigger picture in three or four weeks time how important that point could be yeah huge uh, uh, you definitely don't want to be going into your last two games on, on the back of a loss to get a draw when it, all, it looked for all intents and purposes that that, that screen were going to nick that game um, for Dunboyne that could be a huge result very much so, yeah, exactly. And then, obviously, Saturday, the game I was at was was Colin Kills and, and Balnebracki. It was a really good spectacle as well. Quality encounter and Balnebracki didn't look one bit out of place in senior football. But unfortunately, a, a moment or a minute, I would say, a madness and two massive events in that game um, was the difference. And Colin Kills are now comfortable winners. But by all accounts, Mickey, they were far from comfortable winners if you, if you had to watch the game back. Yeah, and we're going to have a full review again, as we said, of all these games um, uh, on our Patreon service, the Loyal Royal service. We have interviews from St. Colum Kills versus Ballinabracky, Ben Brennan and Mickey Conlon, the manager. 
from the Wolf Tones in Kells game, uh, or Gail Cullen killed Kells, just to be uh, clear on that. We have Con Cleary uh, and Michael McDermott, the two managers. Obviously, that one was uh, played out a draw. Um, from Old Castle and Mead Hill, again, another unbelievable spectacle there. We have Jude McNabb and Paddy Gilson and Paddy Rahel from, uh, from Old Castle. Jude McNabb, of course, the new manager in there. From Trim versus Moyla, we have Aaron Lynch and Kevin Riley. And of course, as I said already, we have in the ladies, we have Shauna Ellis and we have Eamon Murray. So, Davey, what we might do is we might go to our results and we're going to start off with the Junior Championship Group A. Yeah, so first up in Group A on Friday night, um, we'll get through this one good and quickly. St. Vincent's 111, uh, Cortown two points. And the other game in Group A was on Saturday evening between Castletown and Kilbride. And it was Castletown who opened up with a win, 113 to Kilbride's 2-5. Yeah, and on the predictions end of things there, Davey, I got both of them right. You obviously got the Cortown result wrong. And uh, yeah, it's 2-0 to me but I'm not uh, holding out any hope of keeping that lead. Just <laughs> A good start, though. Um, moving <laughs> on into Group B of the Junior Championship. But only one game played here because of uh, a bereavement. And again, we'd like to pass our condolences on to Gene O'Reilly's um, family and indeed the Karen Ross Club um, on the passing of Gino. Um, an, an incredible footballing man, Mickey. Um, always brilliant to support. Clubs in the area would have always played in our golf classic year in, year out. Um, his son Cormac is full back for Karen Ross nowadays and that as well. Um, just very, very sad and that game was obviously meant to be played on Sunday afternoon but due to the bereavement it was called off so it'll need to be refixed. But yeah. the the other game in that group did take place on Friday evening, Friday the 13th and uh, unlucky for some as they say and unlucky for Kilmaine and Wood Mickey because they succumbed to a massive um, they had a massive lead, sorry, but succumbed to an incredible St. Bridget's comeback on a scoreline at 210 to 111. But, you know, as you know, and we'll talk about in the Loyal Riles podcast, that doesn't even begin to go there. To <laughs> yeah, tell story. That, doesn't, that doesn't tell half the story. Just to let you know, uh, both of us getting that result right, the only game played in Group B. So we're doing well and still uh, leading by two or but leading by one. It's 3-2 three, three, to me at this stage. Sure. Um, next up was Group C. And again, only one game played. There was COVID uh, in the camp of Minolte. So their game against Slane was was pulled, obviously. So that game needs to be refixed. But the game that was played was a comprehensive victory for Dunsane. He did beat St. Holton's 216 to five points on Saturday evening in Atboy. Yeah, huge win there for Dunsany, uh, 22 points to five. We both predicted a Dunsany win there, so we both got that one right, and obviously the other one was postponed. So at the end of the junior uh, results, Davey Rispin, there was four games played. Uh, you've three out of four, and I have four out of four. Now we go to the senior. We'll just skip the intermediate. <laughs> I'm joking. No, no, we won't. I, I need this. <laughs> So Group A, Mickey, of the Intermediate on Friday evening, it was a three-point win for Blackhall Gales over in Trim. They beat Nobber, last year's relegated senior side, by uh, three points, 110 to 117. And the other game in that group was stalemate between St. Pat's and Bechtov in an entertaining draw on Sunday afternoon. It finished St. Pat's 2-9, Bechtov 2-9. Yeah, and uh, after those two games, you are clawing it back. You have one result right there because we both went for St. Pat's win. You went for a Blackhall Gales win over Nobber, and I went for a Nobber win. So, um, yeah, Davy has been leading 1-0 in the intermediate so far. Um, I did say last week on our predictions, Davy Ruskin, it all depends on much which Bective turns up and Bective uh, turned up, I suppose. Um, we'll move on now to Group B, Davy. Yeah, only one game played in Group B. There was a bereavement um, in the Longwood Club, I believe. And so that means Longwood and Clannagale wasn't played. It will also need to be refixed. But potential fixture nightmare there because they're both hurling clubs. So it's not yeah. as if you can put it for a gap weekend because there's no such things. That'll probably have to be a midweek game, I would say. But we'll wait and see. Um, it finished uh, Trim 218, Moyla 8 points in Cartown on Sunday evening. Yeah, um, great sod on the pitch, I believe, out there. Yeah, um, perfect for kicking points and uh, trim, duly obliged. We both went for a trim win there, Jamie Rispin. So we're, 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 you're leading 2-1 here, but overall it's level. Level pegging, okay. Into Group C, um, where I might be able to just claw, claw in front. And uh, first up on Friday evening was uh, a comfortable enough win for Waterstown over Sydney. It finished Waterstown 17 points, 
Sydney won nine. And then the other game in that group was the aforementioned classic in Park Talton on Sunday afternoon between Oldcastle and Mead Hill, two um, great clubs in North Mead. And it finished Oldcastle 2-10, Mead Hill 1-12, a one-point win for Oldcastle. Again, that doesn't begin to tell the story of this game, Mickey. Yeah, um, I went for a Mead Hill win um, and I was robbed. I was absolutely robbed, Davey Rustin. There's no other ways about it. I was robbed. Two goals and a point in injury time for Oldcastle to win that game when they trailed by six points. Uh, incredible stuff um, and hard luck to Mead Hill. Uh, you got that one right. I went for the Mead Hill win and we both went for Waterstown. So you're starting to make a bit of a stretch here. You've gone ahead. Okay, moving on into Group D. And again, one game only played in Group D. Kilmainham um, had a bit of COVID in their camp, I think, as well. So that game against the League Bellusen didn't go ahead. But the game that did go ahead took place in Sean Newman Park on Sunday evening. And it was the junior champions, Beliver, opening up with a comprehensive uh, win over Drumbara. A massive scoreline here for Beliver. 220 to Drumbara's 114. Um, so an incredible start for John Rafferty and James McNally and Beliver in the intermediate. Yeah, we both said that, uh, you know, they've got a, an inside forward line that senior teams would dream of. I thought Drumbara might just have a little bit of experience and with their players coming back into it that they might get the win. You went for Beliver, um, so you extend your lead with another win there uh, against me. Yeah. Um, and hang on, Mickey, there's still one more group left in the intermediate, so there's still time for more. Jesus Christ. <laughs> group, group E. <laughs> if, of all the grades you could pick to have a stinker, intermediate isn't the one because there's 20 teams and 10 games normally. Obviously, there wasn't 10 games over the weekend, but it, it is the biggest grade by far. Um, Saturday evening, Dundery 1-5, Ratkenny 13 points, a five-point win for Ratkenny over Dundry. And on Sunday afternoon in Martry, it was St. Michael's 11 points, Ballon Lock, 10 points. A one yeah. point win for the Michaels. Yeah, an unbelievably, an unbelievable defensive performance there from like Kenny, um, only conceding 1-5. Um, St. Michaels and Ballon Lock, again, Davy Rispin, I had balls to go for certain results uh, this week and I was absolutely robbed. St. Michaels, 11, Ballon Lock, 10. A 65, 63rd minute long range free, I believe, for St. Michael's won that game for them. And I had gone for the draw. And you said that if it was a draw between St. Michael's and Banlock, I'll give you two points for it. You went for St. Michael's, you get your uh, point there, and uh, and and obviously the point for Kenny. So I had a terrible intermediate championship. Uh, I had two out of eight results. And Davy Rispin, you had a massive seven out of eight results in the intermediate. But there has to be a little asterisk beside it. You got lucky. <laughs> you make your own luck, Mickey. And, and come here, there's a reason why Paddy Power don't do betting anymore on the intermediate championship in Mead. Do you know why it is? No, go on, tell me. Because I think it's one of the only things that they get cleared year after year. And it's not just by me, it's by the, the other wizards in me, GA, who know their intermediate football. <laughs> but they still, do, they still do senior. And we'll get to why they still do senior in just a minute, Mickey. <laughs> yeah, let's move on to the senior championship, the various deal senior championship group A, Davy So, full complement of games in group A. First up on Sunday afternoon was the senior champions, the reigning and defending senior champions. And they opened up with a big 10 point win over their neighbours, Dunshockland. Retote beat Dunshockland 118 to 18. And the other game in the group was just as big of a win. For one of the former kingpins in the county, Navanomahnies, they came back to beat Dunham or Ashburn by a solitary point on a scoreline of 111 to 13 points. They, they didn't come back, Davey Rispin. Oh, they held on, did they? Dunham or Ashburn were losing by six or seven points in this one and uh, made a real good fist of it towards the end, but weren't able to get the point or the goal to win it in the end. Navanomahnies holding out to get that victory, that solitary point. Both of us had predicted the Dunham-Ashburn win. We both predicted a Ratholt win. So um, we both only end up at one point there. Incidentally, J.B. Rusbin, you did talk up Dunchockland last week and they didn't uh, hold up their side of the bargain against Ratholt. That was one of the games I felt that you were going to go against me on, but you didn't. So we both get one point out of two for Group A. We'll move on to Group B, J.B. Rusbin. Yeah, Group A, first up on Saturday evening was the aforementioned St. Colm Kills and Balnebracchi game. Um, 
St. Column Kills ran out comfortable winners, but like we say, this was anything but comfortable for large portions of this game. But it finished St. Column Kills 417, Balnebracki 210. So uh, a bit of a landslide victory in the end for the Seasiders, but I don't think that tells the whole story. The other game in the group was a very comfortable out and for last year's semi finalists, Nafina. They beat a struggling Kurahab by 318 to 112. Yeah, and we, uh, you had predicted a Balnebracki win. I'd gone for St. Colm Kills. I got both of them right in that group, and you ended up with one point out of two. I suppose the Balnebracki one is a, it's a, it's an interesting one. Colm Kills with a 13 point victory, but it was far from a 13 point victory. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it hinged on a very fortuitous goal for St. Colm Kills at the start of the second half, pitted with a straight red card for Danny Quinn, and that completely turned the game on its head. And, you know, full credit to Colm Kills. They never looked back after that, but you'd have to feel a bit for Balnebracki. But they'll go again. They'll be they'll be all right. Um, into, Group C. Group C, David Yeah. Yeah. First up on Sunday afternoon was... Um, an entertaining draw, a low-scoring game between Gail Colmkill and Wolf Tones, but entertaining nonetheless and had its bit of drama as well. It finished Gail Colmkill, Kells, 1-7, Wolf Tones, 1-7. And the other group, Mickey Brennan, look away now, uh, was on Sunday afternoon as well, just after that game, it finished Manalvi, 1-16, Simonson Gales, 1-15 and screen. Um, I know you wince every time I say screen and you can tell us why now, Mickey. I, I I said it last week. It's a it's a graveyard for Simonstown. Uh, I don't ever remember winning the game in the screen. Um, to be honest with you, going back, I've lost two B League finals. I've uh, I lost a Junior A semi final. Um, going back, that's when I was maybe nineteen years of age or twenty years of age. Then, uh, like we lost to Coraha, we lost to Moynalvi in twenty sixteen. Um, you know, like I just. I, I just don't remember ever winning there and numerous games. Dunmore Ashburn in 2009 beat us by eight points and knocked us out of the quarterfinal of the championship and Central Sim went through on a score difference of a point and went on to win the senior championship. I mean, it really has been an absolute graveyard for Simonston. Um, it's, I, I, I don't know what it is because I love the actual pitch. I love the sod on the pitch. Um, it was just a mental block. But look... Um, Simonson were leading by five t- points at half time, and Minalvi come back with a Killian and uh, uh, O'Sullivan inspired second half by the looks of things. And uh, yeah, um, what can I say? One point loss again in screen, bloody screen. But uh, we both had gone for a Simonston win, and we both went for a Gail Column kill win. So we both got both of them wrong, Davy, in Group C. But there's still a lot of football to be played in that group. There is, and that is blown wide open with that. Upset, which you have to call it, with Manalvi beating Simonson, pitted with a point apiece for Wolf Tones and Gail Conkill. The second round of that is going to be massive. Um, but anyway, moving on to Group D. And another group that's blown wide open now as a result of the weekend's results. Um, first up on Friday night was that game between Screen and St. Peter's Dunboyne, which finished 10 points apiece in Park Talton. And then in Park Talton on Sunday evening, a couple of nights later, was... Um, a three-point win for Summerhill. They made hard work of it, but they got there in the end on a scoreline of 115 to Centralstown's 2-9. Yeah, a game that I said to you last week, Centralstown have scored in all of their games, uh, scored goals in all of their games, and they, they banged in a couple of goals. I said, if they were to win this game, they'd probably need four goals, three or four goals. Um, and uh, that, that, that was the truth of the matter. They did need another two goals to, to win that game. Uh, Summerhill, or sorry, Screen and St. Peter's Dunboyne, you know, this this was a foregone conclusion for both of us. Um, now, Dunboyne had a man sent off, I think, in the first half and had to play that game with uh, 14 men for large parts. But screen led and Dunboyne salvaged a point, um, which could be absolutely massive towards them at the end of the year. Um, absolutely incredible. We both went for the Summerhill win, so we got a point each there. And we both went for a Dunboyne win, so we got that one wrong. Um, which means, Davy, you ended up with... Three out of eight in the senior. I ended up with four out of eight. In total, out of all three championships, you had 13 out of 20 results right. I had a terrible intermediate championship, um, which meant I only had 10 out of 20 right. 50% conversion rate for me. And you're up at about 65% uh, conversion rate, Davey. Yeah, not bad, Mickey, but we still have plenty of work to do. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. 
At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. Davey, um, an absolutely phenomenal weekend of club football. Brilliant weekend, an absolutely brilliant weekend all round. And, uh, you know, I said it last week. This is the bread and butter. This is the county stuff is great, and we're getting a huge kick out of it this year in particular with the with the ladies and the minors and last year's minors as well. Um, but but the club is where it's at. You know that's the bread and butter. That's what we all kind of play the game for and everything like that. And uh, the first round definitely didn't disappoint, and it's whetted the appetite for the rest of the campaign. It should be a cracking uh, second round first and foremost. Yeah, absolutely. And next weekend is going to be the Hurling Championship and uh, that will be kicking off. Of course, they only played last year's senior final, intermediate final, junior and junior two finals. Um, so they're not getting much of a rest, but they're all going to be out next weekend. And uh, we will be giving you all the results of the Hurling uh, from each of the groups and each of the uh, different um, levels, intermediate, senior, junior and junior two next weekend and we have another week to wait then after that for the second round of the championship which is just meltwatering because again Davey you mentioned it already a lot of these groups are blown wide open in all three uh, uh, divisions like junior intermediate and senior well when you look at it Mickey one of the top four favourites for the Keegan Cup won at the weekend Retote the reigning and defending champions were the only ones to get a win Dubain um, and Gail Colin Kilber both held and your own Simon's then beaten like incredible and I think that just illustrates how open of a of a senior championship we have this year and it's going to be great Yeah we did say it last week that there was probably six front runners for the senior championship but it could be one of nine or ten teams uh, depending on how the groups go and how which teams come out um, you know it's going to be absolutely phenomenal again don't forget go over to our Loyal Royals uh, uh, podcast you're going to get all the reviews of the senior, intermediate and junior. You get all those interviews that we've mentioned already. And of course, as we said, you're going to get the Blackwater team of the week, the Blackwater top scorer of the week and the Blackwater player of the week. And again, thanks to George and Patricia Plunkett of the Blackwater and Kells for sponsoring those. Absolutely brilliant to have them on board. Davey, we'll move on now and we will go to the lotto segment. That'll give me a minute just to, I suppose, <laughs> defrazzle my mind. Yeah, absolutely, Mickey. So first up on the lottos um, this week was Dunshockland and Royal Gales. No, it wasn't actually. Sorry, apologies. <laughs> it was uh, Manalvi. Um, their draw is currently capped at 10,000 at the moment. Reserve increased to 6,500. Draw takes place every Monday night. They had three 20 euro winners who were Connor Sheeran, Kathleen Bryan, and the one and only Mr. Sean Duggan, who started for Manalvi in the Senior Championship on Sunday. Um, and that big win over Simonstown. You can play it at manalvigfc.ie or on the Club Force app. Uh, Castletown, their results from the 10th of August. The numbers drawn were 5, 7, 20 and 22. No winner of the €3,000 jackpot, meaning it rolls on to €3,100 next Tuesday, which is August um, August 17th at 9pm and you can play that one at smartlotto.ie forward slash Castletown GFC they had five lucky dip winners who are Anne Cannon Tara Duffy Orla Mackin Killian Connor and Kayla Price and James Smith uh, Cortown GFC my own uh, no winner of our 5,000 euro 5,800 euro jackpot we had five 20 euro winners who were TJ Coyne Harvey English Andrea Kavna Rosita Miles and Charlie Hogan Kathleen Henry was our fifth trolley dash finalist. The winning numbers were 17, 25, 30, and 31. 5,900 euro next Friday night. Um, a trolley dash place and a retro jersey also up for grabs at courtongaa.com forward slash lotto. Uh, Gail Cullum Kill, their results from last Thursday night, their 12,000 euro jackpot was not won. The numbers drawn were 14, 20, 28, and 29. Um, no match three winners either so uh, a clean cut there for Gail Colm Kill and it's currently capped at that so it stays at that uh, Old Castle GFC 12,000 euro which it's also currently capped at you can play that one on Club Force Blackhall Gales is 7,000 on Monday night 
Uh, Kilmainham is also 7,000 every Monday night. Uh, Navin O'Mahony's, I'm laughing at these, Mickey, because normally the Piros send in like a load of information, but they're little one-liners. You know, the, the, <laughs> all probably just mental with football and watching games and everything. So, like, it's literally, I'm reading one-line things here. I'm not that I'm cutting clubs off here or anything like that. Because Colin O'Brien normally sends me a big essay of a thing, but he just said, Nom, uh, 8150 Tuesday evening at nine. Not a full stop, a comma, nothing to be seen. Um, well, do you know, like, if he's not like that, I think that's a bit disrespectful from Colin Roy. You know, if, if he wants us to, to, to announce what the lotto is and have it on surely to God he should put the time into writing the message and saying thank you, sincerely yours, Colin O'Brien. You know, like, you know, have a bit of decorum about you. Not, Simon still wouldn't do that. No, absolutely. No. Um, Kilskier GFC, €10,000. Uh, next draw takes place on Tuesday. And the final one on my radar is Curaha GA. Lotto draw takes place tomorrow night, which is Monday. €3,800 of a jackpot. Match three is worth 300 quid, which is also tasty. You can play that one at curahagacom forward slash draws. Brilliant stuff. I have two myself, Davy, And uh, first one in is from James O'Dwyer, Jelly. Uh, um, uh, Michael, please could you announce that Simon's 10 Gales Lotto was not won on the weekend. It was €6,400. The numbers drawn were 1, 8, 14 and 31. Uh, there was three match, three winners, Noel Slevin, uh, Charlie Ryan and Kay Cromwell. And he says at the end, thank you so much for supporting our uh, Lotto and for announcing our Lotto every week. You guys are amazing. Thanks a million, <laughs> Jelly, for that. Um, you know, Colin O'Brien, take note. And uh, just just to let everybody <laughs> just let everybody know, you can do the Cyberstone Lotto on the club's app, or go to any of their social media pages, and they, they, they you'll find the link up there. The other one that I have again is from Centriston, uh, the Centriston PRO, and it is that their Lotto was not won. It's massive, ten thousand euro. And um, thank you for making a difference to us today. Play now on the. That, honestly, that's this is what he's put up in it as well. Colin O'Brien, take note. Um, you can play their lotto on the Smart Lotto. Go to any of their social media pages, and you will find that link as well. So it's massive, ten thousand euro jackpot there to be won in uh, Central Town as well. Davy, I think that's all of our lottos. Absolutely, Mickey Brennan. Uh, that's it. That's it. So we'll move on now to our Instagram interactive, Davey Wisman. And uh, I'm sure it's been hopping with the club championship being back on, the ladies winning, the All-Ireland all under-20 uh, hurling champions. Like, there's just so much happening in me GA circles at the minute. It's absolutely hopping, Mickey. And yeah, the <laughs> mead ladies take up about 80 85% of the contributions, naturally enough, obviously. Um First one from Aoife Kane, and she just said, the Mead ladies, three love hearts, two praying emojis, and one um, one muscle Guns. gun show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, gun show. Uh, Davey Rispin doesn't know much about that. <laughs> that's why he didn't know the name. But, uh, that, Davey, that's the gun show. You have, you have to have uh, muscles in your arms for that one. But, uh, Give us a look at yours, Mick. Don't, 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 there you go, Davey. There you go. Uh, and that's me. And that's me out of training. Um, yeah, no, she's right. Absolutely incredible. It is just the stuff of dreams. And yeah, I'm still not the better. I really am not the better of it. Like, it's just phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Al Mack followed that up by saying, The ladies, what a team. Yeah, like they were, we've been saying it since last year. Um, you know, they just seem to be getting better. They're like a fine wine, they're getting better with time. You know, they're getting better with age. They're just incredible, incredible. Um, Kieran Devaney, Mead Camogie PRO said, Only one story, Davy, comeback of all comebacks. Yeah, we had a the minute and a half of the clock. <laughs> Stacey Grimes' penalty, never even mentioned it. What a penalty! Uh, to step up uh, with so little time left on the clock and to coolly slot it to the side of the keeper to the goalie's left to her right. And yeah, yeah fuck, incredible. The deck F done just said, Mead ladies, what a win. Yeah, really was. It was incredible stuff. The extra time, I don't like. I really have to say, we were all so confident going into extra time, and um, because the cork looked goosed and they they didn't really seem to, yeah, well, and they didn't seem to have the legs. They didn't seem to be fit. Like they were much. Like, I'd say the age profile of that cork team is way more higher than the age profile of the B team. The yeah, team. they're on the road a long time. All right. Yeah. Um, Jack Walsh, true to form, saying Bo's getting absolutely robbed in Greece. 
absolutely terrible sodas. Yeah, and that conference league is just not going to be the same without Bows. No, but Shamrock Rovers remain. I thought he actually would have went with the Shamrock Rovers one over the Bows one this week, but I suppose he has content for next week. That's probably what he's thinking. That's what he's thinking. Yeah, he'll stick with Shamrock Rovers from next week on. Sure. Um, Carl Gibney next in, and he said, Bushy Sheridan's peach of a goal for the W. You you tell me all about that one. Um, well, it wasn't the winning goal, but that was the first goal that reignited the old Castle revival. Um, Pierre Sheridan got a goal, and his nickname is obviously Bushy. Um, it was a, it was a, it it, it um, was a fortuitous one, and kind of bounced around, wasn't it? it no, well, his, his one actually was deflected. Deflected, so yes, yes. He got his, and it was deflected, sent the keeper the wrong way, and like harmlessly kind of bounced into the net. Little did we think that you know, twenty seconds later, Paddy Gilson would be rifling the ball into the net from close range, and another twenty seconds later, that Paddy Rattle would be scoring a screamer of a point from the outside the right boot to make the most incredible turnaround for Oldcastle. But next in is about that game and it's from Owen Muldoon and he said the brilliance of Oldcastle never seen the likes of it. It was very similar to what the ladies said. Uh, they were dead and buried going into yeah. the final few moments of the game and, and, and ended up uh, turning it around. Yeah, fair play to them. It's, uh, it's the stuff of champions now getting a win like that. That could turn Oldcastle's season completely. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coyne & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046-955-1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. And uh, the, the loving for the Mead ladies continued with Sophie Healy saying, what a comeback with the love heart eyes and the um, green and yellow hearts as well. Are you sure that wasn't for Old Castle though? No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, what a comeback. It's just... Still, I still can't believe it. Like. Sean McDonagh is next in, and he said, "Super win and performance by our Mead ladies. Roll on the final." Yeah, you know, uh, again, we said that quarter final was bonus territory. The semi final was bonus ter- territory, and the final has to be bonus territory. And they just have to go out and have a cut at Dublin. You know, Liam McNamara said, "Fill out Crow Park as much as possible for the ladies final." Ah, oh, you better believe it. <laughs> You are greater gold. It'll be just ah, oh, it'll be just amazing. The, the noise I'd say for that final will be unbelievable. <laughs> Alan Moore is next in and still reveling in Bridget's brilliant win on Friday night. He said Stephen Brown has to be the best looking ginger footballer in Mead. Well, look, uh, Mr. Moore, um, you've said it all. I don't think we need to say anything. Um, you, you've you've uh, Put your put your foot down, and you've said that he's the best looking ginger of me. So if that's the way you feel about it, we we can't. Who are we to disagree with you? Yeah, we are me. Um, <laughs> Susan Farrell uh, said, "Not sure which was more impressive: a comeback, Mead ladies or Oldcastles." <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've and uh, hang on a second, Mickey. Shane Magan actually said the exact t- same thing. He said, "Best comeback? Question mark. Mead ladies or Oldcastle?" And just for. I've done a poll just to see what what the listeners thought themselves, which was the better comeback. Um, and polls only live a few minutes, but it's unanimous. I'm afraid from an old castle standpoint, it is comprehensively the Mead ladies. Seventy eight percent reckon the Mead ladies was a better comeback than Old Castles. Harsh and Old Castle to have a comeback like that and get overshadowed half an hour later by the Mead ladies one. Ah, yeah, but the thing is, Old Castle were six points down, Mead were seven points down, so it goes without a shadow of doubt. And and there was. There was a minute and a half on the clock, whereas the, it was going into ec- injury time in the in the men's game. So injury time in the men's game could be anything. The mid ladies knew they only had a minute and thirty seconds mm. to that buzzer. So yeah, I without a shadow of doubt, the mid ladies. Sorry, Tom O'Con- yeah, Tom O'Connor said Emma Duggan is a class act. Ah, unbelievable! Ended up with. Uh, what did she end up with? One five on the day, mm. only outscored by Emer Scally. But Emer Scally kicked one, two, three frees, four frees. 
uh, five frees. So she only got one one from play. Emma Duggan was, I think it was all from play, one five from play. Like so, just outstanding, outstanding. So such a performance. Her goal was just beautifully taken as well. I can't. Oh yeah, incredible stuff. Um, next in is Evan Drum. He has three. He says, Manalvi for Keegan, Killian O'Sullivan, the best forward in Mead, and Manalvi beats Simonstown without Porakang. Yeah, um, uh, I suppose the only the only statement there that you could not disagree with is that Manalvi beat Simonstown without, uh, without Porakang. That, that is 100% true. Is Killian O'Sullivan the best forward in Mead at the moment? He, he's definitely up there um, without a shadow of a doubt and he has been for the last couple of years but again that's a matter of opinion and uh, what was his final uh, uh, well, uh, well well, uh, my well for, Keegan. for Keegan, my for Keegan. Why, well, why, why not why not but you know we'll, we'll see that could be a true statement at the end of the championship fact um, Paddy Stapleton and I'm going to call him by his proper name because he's been missing for a few weeks here Mickey oh that's harsh that's harsh yeah We've seen Ooh, him give another podcast shout-outs and all sorts on Twitter today. Wasn't impressed. Oh, oh, oh you, you, you are bitter. <laughs> but he, he has a great suggestion here, to be fair. And Saucer of milk there for Davy Rispin. <laughs> <laughs> lemons, please. <laughs> um, I always get the lemons, to be fair, because of the inter-parish rivalry here with, with, with themselves, you know. But uh, anyway. Themselves. <laughs> Themselves. You know the lines. Do you do you send do you send lines back to them? The yellow of Cortain and the green of, of oh, yeah, yeah that, that has been known to happen. Um yeah. actually a couple of years ago, I'll tell you a little story that um <laughs> Shane Mulroe, who's a staunch Ultons man, was out drinking with a few Cortain lads and he announced to him he didn't realise that the Cortain lads were kept putting in a, a peeling of, of lemon into every one of his drinks. <laughs> because he's so better apparently but anyway um, back to PS Tapes he has a great idea for the final Mickey and so much so that there's been three or four DMs already on the back of this one being suggested so here we go he said are we or Mead organising a bus to the final we could have a little drink before three winky faces he said also where better for the after party for, sorry for the All-Ireland after party than the risp in Oh, 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 there we go. Yeah, um, only for fully vaccinated uh, people. You have um, to have proof. And you have to have proof, and you'll be scanning them all as they get onto the bus. Never mind as they go to uh, go to the risk bin. But Ser- I think seriously, though, is that that's an idea? Is it? That's an idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how much are we going to sell the tickets for the risk bin for? <laughs> I thought you were about the bus. <laughs> <laughs> that's included in the price. Uh, I, I, but, the yeah. only thing I said, and Andy Smith got in touch straight away. He says, "Put me down." He said, "Deck F Dunn was in touch. He said he's good." There was a few <laughs> others. I just said, "What if Mickey, Mickey Brennan and myself were up in the press box, absolutely steaming <laughs> for the game?" <laughs> that's a fucking great idea. <laughs> oh lord! Watch this space, guys. Watch this space. Um, okay, Dean Pepper next in, and he asked any word on when the Kilmainham du- slash Dulik game is with a laughing face. And I don't know, he should probably tell us what way the, <laughs> the, the COVID is in camp. Is hopefully it's healing, obviously. We do hope everybody's all right. Um, but fingers crossed that'll be refixed. The only thing is, I, I heard about Ireland, so, so it yeah. could be next weekend. Like, well, I heard that both of them were putting in, uh, 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 uh thing to the to the county board to the fixtures committee asking for an extra week um because <laughs> similar to Tyrone they didn't think it was fair player welfare and all that jazz but uh we'll come back to that again okay here we go with the Balnabracky and trim feud again oh. these are two absolutely brilliant Instagram interactives right and I don't want you to reply to the first one until I read out the second one so <laughs> Alan Douglas the man himself who's reveled in all of the glitz and glamour and the glory of winning the Jubilee Cup last Sunday was back in action for Trim on Sunday evening for the footballers. He, he said, will the Brax win a game, right? Hold that thought. And then within minutes, Ronan Thompson comes back and he asked, how did Trim get on in the senior championship game? Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> you gotta oh, love it. You gotta love it. Yeah, look, um, that's that's the thing. There's, you know, the, the the trim boys will always have the fact this year that they are probably going to be winning more games than Balnabracky, but Balnabracky will also turn around and say, well, you know, how he's getting on in senior, um, and until they get up there, uh, Balnabracky are going to have that one over them. 
For sure, Mickey. Um, next one is from Philly Riley, and he just said, Old Castle pulling it out of the fire. Yeah, they really did. Uh, again, I was following that game. I was following all the games on Twitter today from Crow Park, and I was watching, I was like, watching this one and watching that one. Trying to figure out what was happening. I was like, oh Jesus, I was talking to Donegal Boyle. I was saying, Mead Hill are six points up going into extra or going into uh, injury time here. Looks like you have that this one in the bag. Two seconds later, there's a tweet in from Oldcastle. They, they were after getting the goal. Tweet in from Oldcastle a minute later, they're after getting another goal. Tweet in from Oldcastle to score a point. I'm like, oh, surely there's enough time for Mead Hill to get a point here to draw level and not have this game stolen from them. Because that was an unbelievable effort by them. But uh, yeah, all credit to Oldcastle at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, Jordy Morris, the Mead senior footballer, uh, paying homage to the Mead ladies by saying, Emma Duggan, that's it. Good night. And then he has the handshake emoji. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I want to see him. Yeah, Emma Dovin, good night. Good night, folks. Alan Gibney um, said, Ballon Lock, bright future ahead. Yeah, again, uh, I told you, uh, that was one of my predictions that it would be a draw, that game, ah, very yeah. hard game to call and whatever. And then that last gasp free, again, there was such drama in all of the games this weekend. Well, in, in, in 80 or 90% of the games this weekend in the, in the club championship. Brilliant to see it. Yeah, great to see it. Absolutely. Um, Joe McQueenie next in, and he said the weekend of the comeback: Mayo, the Mead Ladies, and Oldcastle. <laughs> we ever even mentioned Mayo? We've gone yeah. how long into this podcast that we haven't mentioned the fact that Dublin are not in the All Ireland final? You know, um, and neither is Connor Lane. Um, the two of them, the two of them, must, the two of them must be de- des- desperately disappointed. So oh, they're, they're like he, he was guaranteed a medal, so he was if Dublin got to the All Ireland final. So. Um, yeah, look, um, brilliant. Yeah, the, 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 the weekend of the comeback. Yeah, very much so. Uh, next one in is from Bertie McLaughlin at the TMF workshop. He said, Mead Ladies comeback impacted their subs, Emma Duggan and Moira Shocknessy. And he followed that up by saying, St. Dalton's ladies in a league final with the fingers crossed. And uh, they play screen, screen tomorrow night in Martry in the league final. They had a great win against the Pats. Last, I was at it last Wednesday, I'm going to say, um, or was it Monday? Sorry, it could have been last Monday, I can't remember. Uh, but my own sister, youngest sister, is on the team and she's going well. And they're, they're great to see them winning again, Mickey, because it's been a really tough couple of years for the Ultimate yeah. ladies. And they're in a league final against a very good screen outside, but it, it should be a good game on Monday night. But sorry, back to his initial point as well about <laughs> me, ladies. And the impact of their subs, Myra Shotnessy and Emma Duggan, he paid homage to as well. Oh, Myra Shotnessy. I never even said how good Myra Shotnessy was. She just covered every blade of grass in Pro Park. She was just immense. Fielding ball and catching ball in her. Yeah, just incredible, incredible stuff. Mickey, I'm going to say that's it. That's it? No way. Is that all of our Instagram interactions? Yeah, there's only about 25 or 30 there we've gone through. Yeah, is that all? Um, but um, look, um, what a weekend it's been. Uh, club football didn't let us down. The mid ladies didn't let us down. It's just been absolutely incredible all weekend. And, you know, don't forget to go over to our Patreon service, or We Are Mead, because you'll be getting full um, reviews of the championship, uh, the club championship, and, of course, the ladies' uh, final, uh, semi-final against Cork. And we will be announcing our Blackwater Team of the Week, Club Team of the Week from the Junior Intermediate and Senior Championship. We will be announcing the top scorer of the week. We'll have to go through all of the reports to find out who top scored in the championship. And we will be picking, of course, our Player of the Week. Um, Absolutely phenomenal weekend. We want to wish the Mead Miners the very best of luck next uh, Saturday uh, or Sunday. Um, uh, when they take on Sligo. Davey, we haven't actually spoken about that, but Mead will take on Sligo. It looks like it's going to be Kingspan Breffney on Saturday, but we're looking at the fixtures online for the, the Electric Ireland um, uh, Football Championship, and it, it's saying it could be Saturday or Sunday. But from what we have heard, it could be on Saturday in Kingspan Breffney against Sligo. Uh, Carlo Brick and these guys have been absolutely immense so far, winning the Leinster final at their ease against Dublin, and now they face off against the Sligo team that hadn't won uh, a minor championship, a comic minor championship since 1968. So Mead will probably win heavy favourites into this game. They will, Mickey, but there'll be no sort of hint of complacency or anything, you know, from Carlo Brick and his management team. And it, look, it's a brilliant opportunity for both, both of them going in as provincial champions. And 
Um, I suppose Offley's brilliant success on Sunday afternoon in the under 20 probably gives the likes of Mead, Sligo and any other team that are sort of making a burst at underage level a huge kind of shot in the arm at what can be done and what you know if, if hard work and everything like that so it's a great opportunity it's an unbelievable chance to get back into an All-Ireland final and I have every faith that this Mead minor team will do that I think they're an exceptional bunch and um, let's all get behind them next weekend because I think it's the only themselves in the Camogues, It's they're the two big county hopes next weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as you mentioned, the Camogues, they're out against Derry in the All-Ireland Intermediate Quarter Final. That game is in Inishkeen, um on Sunday, I believe. And uh, we want to wish them the very best of luck. Brendan Skeen and the girls the very, very best of luck. Um, it's, 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 uh, and of course, we want to wish all the hurlers Club hurlers, the very best of luck next weekend as they kick off their um uh, their their championships from senior right down to junior two, all uh, thrown in next weekend. So um, best of luck to everybody involved. We will of course be re- or previewing the All Ireland final between Dublin and Mead and the ladies in, in in a few weeks' time. We want to just say well done to um Im Murray and the girls. They they've given us unbelievable joy over the last year throughout lockdown and they're still doing it as we're starting to come out of lockdown they've made it to the All-Ireland final and it is just incredible look it's been it's been a heck of a weekend for football um, throughout Mead and and including the, the uh, Mead LGFA it's it's just it's, it's it's that time of the year David Westman and we absolutely love it we do yeah and look we've had great success so far this year with, with our county teams and long may it continue Um yeah, we're looking forward to the build-up to the final as well. It's going to be an incredible two or three weeks and we'll we'll get looking at buses, Mickey, I think. Yeah, we will, definitely. And who knows, we might leave from the Blackwater in Kells. Again, thanks to George and Patricia Plunkett from the Blackwater in Kells for sponsoring our Team of the Week, Top Scorer of the Week and Player of the Week. Look, that's it from your We Are Mead podcast for this week. We Are Mead, why matters more. <laughs>